So I, I'm, I want to start with an, an ad on the newspaper that I found. Okay, so somebody, so here is, I, I printed this ad from the paper. Okay, somebody seeking for a home. Seeking home, hyper creative, infinite, and original designer of innumerable universes. Six meaningful relationship with finite corporeal human. Let's build a home together. Help me get back into my world. This is your daily dose of Jewish wisdom. Make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell within each of you. Exodus 25, 8. Isn't this awesome? Yes. The creator of the universe is seeking for a home. And he's putting this ad out there for somebody to invite him in. So, blueprints, materials, real estate, everything is prepared and ready for implementation. All that's needed is your willingness to take this forward with passion, with love, with wisdom, with wonder, and with total dedication to invest every talent you have into making something truly awesome happen. Together, we can make the world beautiful again, even more beautiful than when I first made it, way more. We will fit infinite light into finite space. We will reveal transcendent oneness in fine, precise detail. We will unveil divine beauty in everyday human life. I've got the resources. You provide the human life. Just call wherever you are, however you are. I have been waiting to meet you for way too long. Don't you love this? I love this. I bless this because to me, this is not just a, a silly thing. No. This is, we did not come with a desire to worship. No. He created that desire in us. It's that spark of the divine in us that's seeking to reconnect. Yes. And it has to be as simple as that. He's seeking a home. He's seeking to restore his universe, his creation and he needs human lives. Then we will just welcome and allow him to change us. And I, that's what I want this morning. Lord, I want to change. I want to, you know, isn't that awesome? Because this is confirmed to me in John 17, because he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he will make an abode within you so that the Father and I can come. So we are in this process by the help of the Holy Spirit to remember that example that I used a long time ago, the remodeling. He is the, the, the general contractor, the Holy Spirit, helping you to become this home that he can, he's looking for. So we come this morning in all simplicity and say, Lord, we are a little, uh, what do you call, a little hut. <laughs> You know, we are maybe less than a manger. Right. 
where Christ was born the first time. But we're willing to receive you. We're willing, like Mary, to say, be it done unto us according to your will. Yes. Not because we're better, not because we deserve, but because you are great. Right. And you are the creator. And you can recreate us into anything that you want to create us today. Mm -hmm. Amen? We empty ourselves. We ask you, Lord, take over. Yes. You know, we unlock every door. You know, we, we take down every wall so that your light can penetrate. Yes. So that your love can penetrate. Right. It's not about how much we can do. You are not more or less of a God if we worship you or not. Yes. Does it make sense? He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need this universe. He's not like a, a needy God that he wants a bunch of human people worshiping him for, to make him feel better. Right. Does it make sense? He doesn't need sacrifices. He doesn't need religious efforts. He just is opening the door because he, he's actually looking for this relationship. He's seeking a home. It and because it pleases him, because it's his nature to love, to bless, and to give. Yes, because he wanted to share. He wanted to bless. So we come this morning in all simplicity and say, Lord, we worship you. Yes. Yeah. You know, again, it doesn't matter if the songs are known or new, we come with a new heart. Right. You know, and we with a new spirit, you know, to just embrace you, to receive you. Amen? So do you guys like that ad, yeah. the advertisement, somebody's seeking a home? I love it, because if we, if we think it's all on us, it's too hard. You know, and we end up not having the resources, we do not have the, the building materials, we do not have anything new to add to the equation. So to me, that, that's what I want to bless for us this morning. Lord. We want to be changed by you. You know, we are a little shack. And we cannot even hold you. Or, you know, how can this infinite light fit in a finite space? And it's only you that can do that. So, by the way, uh, just to give the reference, this is from a website called Habad.org. You know, so it's a Jewish uh, website with all the teachings, and, and I, 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 I'm always learning. There's always something to learn from our older brothers. You know, the Jewish, you know, they have a, a, an insight in the Old Testament that we do not have. And even the, the covenant and what God is looking for in a covenant with a people. So, with blessings, one thing that I want to talk about this morning is Forrest Gump. <laughs> you guys remember that movie? Yes. For some reason, you know, for weeks I've been thinking about Forrest Gump. <laughs> and it's interesting because uh, Debbie had to remind me what happened to him that made him start running. So, <laughs> I think that the girl went away, right? 
So he was like looking for something. We do not know. It's not clear, I think, in the movie. But he just was disillusioned. And so he started running. And he started running. And then pretty soon he had like followers <laughs> running with him. He knew why he was running. But nobody else knew. You guys remember the movie now? You know, so at one point, out of nothing, you know, he was like weird and rain and sun and across the nation. And then at one point he stopped because he found what he was looking for. And everybody was like, wait, what about us? What about us? What about me? I was following you. I did not know what you were. So why, what, what is behind this? The point of this, this morning is the difference between following and becoming. And it's interesting, again, because of the Jewish uh, thought behind even being a disciple, we think of disciples as followers. And maybe the disciples were just followers. At one point, they said, no. He, he told them, it's better for you that I go. Because then the Holy Spirit is going to come and you guys are going to become it. You know, it's better for me that I go because then it's not going to be limited in me. It's going to be spread all over mankind. Everybody will be able to become what I came to open the door for you to become. So it's easy for us to just try to continue to be followers. Right? Peter resisted when he said, I'm going to have to die. I'm going to leave you. And Peter said, no, that cannot happen. Why? Because he just wanted to continue to be a follower. And I think that we all have that tendency in us. We all want to be following something, somebody. You know, and the disciples were following, but, you know, it's like the moment that Forrest Gump stopped running, it was like the, the crucifixion of Jesus, right? Uh, what are we going to do now? The disciples had to go through a process of going from disciples to apostles of just followers to be sent, to be equipped. You know, he told them, wait until you receive power, and then you're going to go out. Then what I did, I'm gonna, you're going to do. So the difference is between following and becoming. And I think that the Lord is speaking to us today and in, over the last few months, maybe years. It's not enough for you to be a follower. I want you to become. I want you to be equipped. I want you to learn. I mean, if you're going to follow me, pick up your cross daily. There's going to be a process of cross involved. 
even Jesus said that. You cannot go against what Jesus said. So there's a process of you, something of the old dying and something new coming alive. His nature, putting you put on Christ. Okay? Another way, let me explain this. This is also out of uh, a little bit of a Jewish interpretation. This is uh, from a website called theeffect.org slash Talmudin. Talmudin is like a, a disciple. It's an Aramaic word. Talmud is a disciple, right? And Talmudin is disciples, or, right? And the Talmud, which is a collection of the Jewish writings and the interpretation, is like to teach how to learn, right? How to learn to walk in the Torah, in the Word. So when we read, when we read disciple or follower in our New Testament versions, the Aramaic word behind the English, behind the Greek, is Talmud or Talmudim in the plural. There really is no concept in contemporary Western thinking as an analog for Talmud. Okay, there is no analog for a real interpretation or translation of this word in English. But we use disciples or followers. Okay? But we translate it as disciple or follower. But there is no place in our culture for someone who voluntarily seeks to fully identify with his or her master in all areas of life, who dedicates his or her life to becoming like the master in every way. To try to get the idea across, there are the analogies of a trade apprentice who spends years with the master craftsman or the soldier at boot camp whose own identity along with clothes, hair, and everything else that's personal and individual is stripped away to be replaced by that of the soldier. But even those still fall short. Are you guys getting the, the point here? The difference between being a disciple with our Western mind, which is a follower, you know, and, and a Talmud, which is like, you're going to become like your master. You watch your master do everything that he does, the way he talks, the way he teaches, the way he eats. And that changes you. And I, I want to really believe that we are going to have to We have to use the same words, right? As we follow Jesus, we're not just following him. We're becoming. And what Christ was doing, he was opening the door for us to relate to the Father. And it was important for him to go away, for us to actually learn how to relate to the Father directly. 
And that's the danger of just being a follower and really becoming what Christ opened the door for us to become. Another way that I wrote this here is, and I'm not, not putting down being a Christian. <laughs> Please, don't take that wrong. But it's like, you can be, be a Christian and be following somebody. Be following the theology of a church, but never become. You know, you can be satisfied and then, you know, once whoever is following, you're following, stop running. <laughs> Something goes wrong. You go like, well, wait, what have I done with my life? Did I waste all this time running, following this guy or this organization or whatever? Because in the process, you were just following, you were not becoming. And becoming means you are relating to the Father. You are changing. I'm going to read out of this uh, a book that I, I read, and it's called God's Pursuit of Man. Again, this is not a Jewish thing. This is a Christian book by A.W. Tozer and he says that terrible zone of confusion so evident in the whole life of the Christian community could be cleared up in one day if the followers of Christ would begin to follow Christ instead of each other. Lord, thank you yes. for opening the truth for us. We walk together, but we are not even only following Jesus Christ. We're becoming. Here, Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed. What is conformed? It's the same form. The same. You know, the, the word, the Greek word here is same form. You know, and you, you, you could put it like, like symphony. It's like the same sound, but the same form is the same form, the same appearance. He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. We, we, we're reading... Last week, I think I, last Sunday, I talked about the, the forerunner. We talked about the, the description of what a forerunner is. A forerunner is not just somebody that just goes there and, okay, now we can sit down and relax. No, he's, they're waiting for you. He opened the door for you to get to the same place. 
Another verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 49. Just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. Isn't that cool? I think so. That you are going to have a different image. That we are not what we will be when we see him. First John 3. When he appears, we will become like his. And when and how that's going to happen, I don't know. But I don't want to just keep running without looking to find that every day. Every day, a little more like him. A little more of his thoughts. A little more of his words coming out of my mouth. A little more of his compassion in, in, in the relationships around me. You know, a little less of me and a little more of him. Every day. That's the, the race that we are in. You know, not because we are going to accomplish in ourselves, but because we are going to open the door and let him in. Right? Seeking a home. Philippians 3.21 who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. I love this because I don't know how this transformation is going to happen, but I think it should happen every day. <laughs> every day, you know, you, you don't wake up one day and your house is ready. It is a, a process of building. You know, in, in a remodel especially, you know, you tear a lot out, apart, down. And then you bring new materials, you know. And, and that's like the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to prepare a place in you. I love this. Jesus, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? He had to come, like Romans 8 talks about, as the firstborn to open the door for us to go through the same process. One thing that I had to work with is my resistance to become. And my tendency to just follow. I mean, even, I don't want to sound rude. You know, be, even, I mean, we're reading, the, like, be imitators. But there is more than, again, like the, the word disciple and follower, there is more than just imitating. You know, because animals can imitate you. <laughs> Right? But they do not become like you. And when, even when we come and we say, let's be imitators of Christ, it means let's 
receive the impartation that's coming from him. How did he do that? Even Christ, he was not only imitating the Father. He said, I only speak the things that I hear from my Father. I only do the things that I see my Father doing. But in the process, he was being obedient. And through obedience, he became the author of our salvation. Hebrews talks about that. By this will, his will being submitted to the Father, he became. How do we imitate? Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. See how simple it is? How do you imitate? You walk in love. God so loved the world that he sent his son. His son came as an expression of God's love for the world. world. And all he's telling us to do is do the same thing. Love. Walk in love. Just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Christ said, all the prophets and all the law are fulfilling these two commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. I love that because it makes it simple. Right? He didn't come to create a new religion. He didn't come to start a church. You know, like I, I love to, you know, repeat this. Jesus Christ was not a Christian. Mary was not Catholic. And John the Baptist was not Baptist. <laughs> they were just walking with God. They were not trying to create anything new. They were just saying, okay, how do we walk in everything that we are supposed to walk? Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. What did Jesus do? He came, he loved the Father, and he loved his neighbors. And I'm going to close this with Galatians 3.27. For all you all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Less of me, more of him. You know, we always heard that. You know, it's like taking a sweater out and putting a new one. Pick up your cross daily. Remove the old. Put on the new. So what is the point here this morning? Holy Spirit, enable us to become. You know, work with our resistances. You know, again, the picture comes to me, you know, 
for the, the general contractor to come to your house to do a remodel, you have to give him all the keys. No locked rooms. Nothing that he cannot touch. Nothing that he cannot come and say, okay, let's get rid of this. You know, this old dark room here needs new painting, new walls, new flooring, new everything. <laughs> because I, I want to prepare this place for a very spe special person seeking a home. And for him to come and take his abode in you, we're going to have to prepare this place. So we're not going to only be followers, you know, mimicking, running after Forrest Gump <laughs> without really having something in us that's changing every day. And bless this for us. Lord, I, I thank you. I am excited. More and more, it's like, you know, we, we went on a, a boat yesterday, and at one point it was so windy, right? And I was like, oh my God, yes, let this wind. Like that song, you know, the, the, uh, what is it? Uh, as the dust in the wind. No, that's a Bob Dylan song, right? The answer is no. The, the chaff, the past, is blown away. All our limitations, our conditionings. You know, and the, what is the wind? The wind is the breath of God also. It's the same word, Ruach. Ruach HaKodesh. The, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is like the, the wind, like Acts 2, the mighty wind of God that comes and, and brings the new thing for us. So we open up to the Spirit of God with the wind that blows away all the chaff, all the, the straw, all the dust of the past and makes us new creatures. Lord, we thank you. We, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we, we uh, let me read this one more time. A.W. Tozer, God's pursuit of man, that terrible zone of confusion so evident in the whole life of the Christian community could be cleared up in one day if the followers of Christ would begin to follow Christ instead of following each other. We bless this for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to speak to us. You know, and, and I was reading, you know, again out of Elijah in the cave, you know, and there is a translation that says, you know, after the earthquake and the wind and everything, he heard the sound of sheer silence. 
And then he recognized the voice of the Lord. You know, and I'm blessed that ability for us to be able to quiet everything and hear that sheer silence. And that's where, when the Lord is speaking to us. You know, and, and so we bless this communion for us.